Hey guys, welcome to Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. I'm Jordan. And I'm Taylor. We have a special um, post-Valentine's Day episode for our listeners this week. Um, I should have made Jordan do the intro because she wrote a really funny line for this episode. (laughs) What was your line again? It's like a headline for the article. (laughs) (laughs) two single romance cynics celebrate valentine's day (laughs) that's it that's exactly it (laughs) so we spent our valentine's day weekend watching uh the netflix original um to all the boys i mm, i'm already messing up the title um to all the boys always and forever the third installment of the To All the Boys I Love before, not series, I don't Trilogy? know what that's called. Trilogy. Good job. Thank you. And then we also watched, I believe it's an Amazon original. Correct me if I'm wrong, Jordan. No, that is correct. Okay. Um, so it's on Amazon Prime and it's called The Map of Tiny Perfect Things. And two titles that are a mouthful, both movies revolve around young love and just some rom-coms for us to enjoy and talk about today. But before we get into love, um, there is a lot of news and very exciting news to discuss this week. I'll let Jordan hit us with, with the big news since she was the one who founded it and told me about it. It's big. It's very big. So back on the subject of Amazon, um, Donald Glover and Phoebe Waller-Bridge are teaming up for a TV show of Mr. and Mrs. Smith, which on all the announcements are saying it is, in fact, a reboot of the 2005 movie. I love to talk to people about how much I love that movie. <laughs> Highly <laughs> recommend. It is so great. And I couldn't imagine or dream big enough that it would ever be rebooted with these two. So pretty, pretty epic. Very excited. It's amazing. And like the promo videos and have been incredible already. Yes. Like I've watched it like 20,000 times. Seeing even just a two-second clip of Donald Glover dancing gives me 10 years of life. So, <laughs> so you're going to live I don't forever. Even know what, yeah, I don't even know what the movie's <laughs> going to do for me. <laughs> and it's a show. Yeah, sorry, a show. So it's like seven even worse. episodes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> even more dangerous. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. Wow, can't wait. I think we talked last week about Shrill and how it's the final season, Um, but it was just announced in the last week that it's premiering on May 7th, and sad, but can't wait. Exactly. And what a great, like, springtime show. Exactly. Like winter is. Winter will be over someday, and I really can't wait. Um, they announced that they, so they had already announced that they're making a TV adaptation of the video game, The Last of Us, um, which 
I'm about to reveal something really embarrassing. Um, <laughs> I have watched um, a series of, it's supposed to, it's funny, of people playing that game. <laughs> it's funny, I promise. I promise it's, it's really, a comedy. It was, <laughs> it was really entertaining. I was going through something and I watched people playing that game. Was this game. on YouTube? Yes. It, Twitch wasn't even around. <laughs> um, it was like one of those um, like react series where they get these like, funny they were even they were like funny teens i am being very vulnerable here but i loved it (laughs) and the game was very entertaining and i'm very excited that they announced that pedro pascal is going to play the lead and his co-lead is um bella ramsey who is best known as uh liana mormont from game of thrones that little badass Our girl. girl yeah and um Wow, I'm really obsessed with that pairing and um the the uh the plot of the video game it's basically like a zombie apocalypse game but uh Pedro Pascal's character is protecting this young girl. So it's basically like we're going to see him in Mandalorian a <laughs> dad thrust into like protecting this child um who's not actually his own child but he just <laughs> is like going to protect her and so that's already great. So pretty excited about this show. I'm so glad that you brought this show up because I have this bookmark to talk about, but I was like, I don't know anything about this, so I don't know how we <laughs> talk about it, but we have to talk about it since we love Pedro and Bella. So, wow, I really had no idea we had The Last of Us head among us. <laughs> I, You're lucky that I am have so many of these nerdy tendencies. <laughs> Even though I've never even played the game, which I think is actually weirder, Um, but that's okay. Something I have to share is that there is an Apple TV Plus. I believe it's a TV show, but maybe it's a movie. I'm actually not totally sure. Um, But... Um, Florence Pugh is on board and going to star in it. And Yay! it's like a sci-fi courtroom courtroom drama, which uh it says mm-hmm. a robotic companion doll <laughs> kills its owner and then shocks the world by claiming that she is not guilty and asking for a lawyer. It's a film. So yeah, I actually hadn't read that until I just read it out loud. So. <laughs> it's very, very um, fascinating. Yeah, really though. Um, is do you, does it say anything if Florence is like playing that robot or no? Um, or do we not know who she's playing yet? Not important. I was really just wondering. I'm if not she's sure. I'm assuming she would be playing the lead, which would be her, but I'm not yeah. totally sure. Wow, I did not hear one thing about that. That sounds crazy and very good. Yeah, hopefully. Um, I promised Taylor that I would drop some brand new fresh news that I just saw. <sighs> Can't and wait. that is that they cast the female lead of season 2 of Bridgerton, who will play against um the J- Jonathan Bailey, the oldest uh brother. And oh my gosh, who is was it? Do we know them? Well, I had to look up who she plays on Sex Education, but she's from Sex Education. Um, Her name's Simone Ashley. And so she's not one of the... She's like a recurring character on Sex Education. And I so I recognized her once I was like 
remembering her character. Okay, I just looked her up on IMDb and I remember I re- I know exactly who she is. Yeah, but she's super beautiful and I love to see sex education representation out there. Me too. So, um yeah, speaking of that, I have had been, I've been very curious because um our fave girl, the lead of sex education, Emma Mackey, mm-hmm. she is supposed to play one of the leads in an upcoming um adaptation of like my favorite Agatha Christie mystery, Death on the Nile, but the male lead is Army Hammer. So I'm like, oh, what is going to happen with this? This I haven't heard of the, of Death on the Nile being part of any Army Hammer conversations, but I'm really mm-hmm. worried about our girl because I don't want something bad to happen to that production and have her like this could be huge for her career, you know, so just wanted to. Well, put I'm, that out there. I'm assuming I'm looking at it from like, um, so it's already been filmed Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they already had like previews for it. I've seen previews for this. Oh yeah. Like will right? they even release it? I don't know. And like we'll all suffer because of him because I've that book is so freaking good. And I when I saw they were making a movie of it, I was already excited. And then with that she was gonna be like one of the most important characters, I was so happy. Yeah, and this is so, it's kind of like what happened with um, Betty Gilpin and that movie where yeah, it was like this was going to be like her breakout role. Yeah. So, hmm. yeah, I'm kind of ups- I'm maybe they could do like that. that one um, Kevin Spacey where Christopher Plummer actually they re- remade <gasps> all of his scenes, you know, I forgot about that. Yeah, just an I idea. Mean, I never saw that movie, so Me but it was probably a lot of reshoots. This one yeah. is like Army Hammer's character is like is basically like the other lead, so that would like need Be so a lot. much work. Yeah. I don't know. And for something that was filmed pre COVID and then Right. In a in a COVID world. Yeah, there's hmm. just so much. So I've I'm just really concerned about that. Well, yeah. And I just needed to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you did. Thank you. Um, Thank you for sharing my concern. <laughs> uh, there was a new Issa Rae project that was announced for HBO Max, which is just very exciting because I think it gives even more uh, happy vibes about Insecure ending because we already know... Something new is coming from Issa. And it's called Rap Shit Comedy Series. Well, that's what this article calls it. So it follows two estranged high school friends from Miami who reunite to form a rap group. Wow, I love that. I hadn't read that description yet, but it sounds amazing. It honestly, it kind of, just that description, it reminds me of like um, the Netflix movie 40-Year-Old Version. Yes. She, like, wants to become a rapper, Um, which we haven't talked about on the pod, but highly recommend. That movie is so good. Yeah, it's on Netflix, and Jordan recommended it to me, and I loved it. It's great. It was so funny. Loved it. Um, But, yeah, I'm I'm so happy, too, that, like, HBO Max is very wise to keep Issa in the family because 
Once you've got Issa, don't let her go. Do not let her go. Which, you can cut this out, but did you see her post yesterday that it was like a bathtub with a man in the background of a joint? Who is she dating? I didn't know she was dating someone. Dang it. I hate when I miss... I've been... I just can't keep up with Instagram. I can't either. It's impossible. So I need you to tell me these things. (laughs) And I need to listen to the spirit more because I was like, (laughs) I should send this to Jordan and and ask her if she knows anything. And then I was like, I'm sure she saw it. I didn't. Bad on me. Let this be a lesson to you. It is. (laughs) Oh, man. Speaking of HBO Max, we've talked about before that they, they were like, in talks about uh, reviving the MTV cartoon Clone High, which very excited about that. I love Clone High. But they also announced that they're doing a Scooby-Doo spinoff that will tell the origin story of Velma. And Mindy Kaling is voicing Velma. She's also going to be executive producer. So just really excited about that idea. Yeah, that's amazing. I saw that and was also extremely excited. And I loved the article that Mindy posted. There's a picture of her in like this yellow dress next to Velma. And it's just like perfect. I loved it. Everything she, honestly, everything she touches turns to gold. So we're just in for a treat. I know. Yeah. I feel like we've been in a Mindy drought for the last little while. So I'm excited to have so much to look forward to. Okay. Another big piece of news that is exciting is that Search Party was renewed for a season five. Um, and interestingly enough, they said um, that season five is going to be scarier than ever before, which I think is very intriguing. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means, but you know what? I'm excited about it. Every single season has had something scary, you know? Mm -hmm. And I would argue that season four was, like, by far the scariest so far, like, consistently. And so, wow. I just, I trust them, you know? Charles Rogers, take the wheel. That's the showrunner for non-search party heads. (laughs) If you, otherwise, well, you would be rolling on the floor laughing right now at what I said, but <laughs> we promise. Um, yeah. Well, that was something that he even said in this interview that I have bookmarked was that um, HBO Max like trusts them so much that um, he said we could potentially title something upcoming called like Monkeys Love Manhattan and <laughs> they would like allow them to do it basically. Which is really funny and um, great. And HBO Max is killing it. That's all I got to say. Really, everything they're announcing I'm excited about, which is pretty wild. The last piece of news that I have is that the... um, They dropped the trailer for the new HBO Max called Generation, which I know that... um, Lena Dunham is tied to and it's premiering on March 11th and there has been some drama from that originated from the Dumois Instagram account. Um, I saw that they used real cats in like a 
dissection scene, like a high school um, science class site dissection. Like they didn't what? warn anyone and they brought out real cat, like real dead cats on set and people like freaked out. Oh, I did not see that Dumois post. So, ew. And then it, it was later picked up by like E! News. So oh gosh. it's real and Lena. just kind of very weird. <laughs> Why does she always got to do stuff like this? I don't know. She has that. She finds herself in a pickle. A pickle all the time. A pickle is a great word. Um, yikes. Um, let's see. Okay, my last piece of news. I think yeah, finally got to my last piece of news. Um, did you hear that the CW? picked up a live action Powerpuff Girls series, but the Powerpuff Girls are adults. It says they are disillusioned 20-somethings who resent having lost their childhood to crime fighting. Oh. I feel like I had heard about the Powerpuff Girls thing, but I remember, I feel like, okay, is Mm -hmm. this separate from what we've talked about before? Because remember how we kept calling them Powerpuff Girls? Powerpuff Girls is the correct title. Okay, then we kept calling them Powder Puff Girls. <laughs> and so I remember talking about that and how we said it. How I, it was probably me who said it incorrectly. So is this a new thing or is it different? I'm not sure because I can't remember if that was... I don't think we knew enough information to know that it was like adult Powerpuff Girls. Yeah, I, I've never heard that part. That's definitely new information. I just was okay. wondering if this is the same thing or not. Well, I don't this know. Is, in this Variety article, it says the live action series was first announced as being a development back in August. So that adds up. Okay. Okay. But that this makes sense. one, clearly now there's just like more context to what it will be about. Wow. Um, and the other thing is that one of the um, executive producers is Diablo Cody, who wrote Juno. Oh, perfect. And like totally. Interesting. And- yeah, and um, what is that Megan Fox one? Jennifer's Body. So it's like, that will be, she's just a very interesting, like, clever writer. So I don't know. I'm uh, very curious to see what this will, like, even look like. Yeah. Like, visually. Um, and the so, CW, yeah. right? Yeah. Interesting. It's very interesting. But they are really big into the superhero shows. Like, it's True. almost the majority of the CW the lineup, CW. I feel like, now. So, yeah. Very interesting. Even, to like, learn Riverdale more. is, like, weirdly um, not superhero-y, but it's definitely not, like, reality-based. So, I guess yeah. it's, like, comics, though. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. So, yeah, I'm very intrigued to learn more. And I am hesitant about it, but... Definitely has caught my attention. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm intrigued. Wow. That was a lot, but also great. Yeah, that was maybe our longest news segment ever. But I feel like every single piece was good. I know. I feel like it was all like... people don't know about it. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it really was all like A-list news, but wow. That was wild. You're welcome, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. 
So like I mentioned, today we're talking about two teenage rom-coms. And so for our top three, we are ranking our favorite teenage romances. I'll go first. Um, My number three is Cory and Topanga. Feels a little bit like, duh, but also... I think it's duh for a reason. They're just so cute, and I just love that that they lasted for so long and were, like, basically the only people that they ever were together with, for the most part. And I just love saying the word Topanga. It's the most fun word. And it's like, (laughs) since the show went on so long, when they started, when they were so young and stuff, it's like, we actually did see them as, like, friends, which is always really fun. And I always liked that um, Topanga, like, kept a lot of her, like, weirdness, you know? Like, she didn't, he, like, he liked her when she was, like, really a weird kid. Yeah, exactly. Great point. I love that point. I love that couple. Great choice. My number three is a newer one. And, I mean, I guess they've just been on the mind recently um, because of their off-screen drama but i picked um nini and ricky aka olivia rodrigo and joshua bassett from high school musical the musical the series um (laughs) that'll never not make me laugh (laughs) i know i really love to just say the whole thing every time it's really fun to say and it's really like the title is a hilarious joke like that they know about you know i love it i feel like the show is just like so good at capturing the angst and like you wanting them to get together and then things getting in the way and it's just like just very entertaining very good they're both really good in the show um even though IRL definitely team Olivia even if I don't really think that there's necessarily teams but if there are I'm team Olivia (laughs) stream driver's license (laughs) come to Brazil I was listening. <laughs> I was listening to it yesterday. And I was like, "We're not over driver's license yet, right?" I just want to make sure, because I'm not. I don't think so. I'm not. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna cut this out because it'll spoil it if I post this to my Instagram, or it'll just be like a little Easter egg. But um, I saw the funniest TikTok last night, and it was. It might even be old, but I got served it yesterday, and it's this girl. It was something about, like, the Sims drama, but they were playing a Simlish version of Driver's License. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was so funny. So, well, definitely got to repost it. that today. But you wow. got <clears throat> Okay, great answer. And I'm glad I I'm glad I have you to go to if, when I have questions about the, um, the Driver's License drama, because... I mean, if anything, it's just made me want to watch High School Musical, the musical, even more. Oh. I I really gotta. need to get up to date on that. <laughs> it's it's great. The first half of the se- like the first episodes are amazing. The it drags a little in the in the middle, not gonna lie, but even if you just watch the first couple, you'll be so happy, I think. Okay. Perfect. Good to know. Um, okay, my number two a teenage romance is Summer and Seth from the OC. I Icons. mean, the uh, Spider-Man scene 
truly made made me want a boyfriend. I guess ever. I was gonna say, <laughs> I don't know what. <laughs> Well, I was trying to decide what to say there because I was like, now if someone did that, I would hate it. Um, yes. Well, I mean, actually, would I? I mean, it's not like there'd be any other people around. That's true, actually. Maybe maybe I wouldn't be as embarrassed. Um, I feel like this may be not be the right time, but I feel like I need to say it. I finished Sex in the City this weekend. I'm done. And you deserve all the uh, applause. Thank you. Thank you very so much. Good. Mm-hmm. And I think one of my favorite episodes of the whole series was when um, Carrie talks about how much she hates all of the like old school romance tricks that are being played on her with her disgusting older artist boyfriend that I can't even remember his name because I hated him so much. Ugh. But like, uh, I think that it's called like the ick factor. And I just related to that so much. I thought it was so funny how she hated that she was that he was like writing songs for her and writing poems for her. But yeah, I'd probably be okay with the Spider-Man kiss scene. Well, I feel like the my main problem with all that awful cliche stuff is like it just feels just honestly almost the fact that it is cliche and it's like you this has nothing to do with me. This is just what you think. Like you're yeah, like it's not do. original at all. No, and like the Spider-Man thing was because like Seth is obsessed with comic books and Spider-Man true. and stuff. That's so it's like true. that was like personal. Wow, great point. I take it all back. Where's my <laughs> Spider-Man? <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, you're obsessed with Spider-Man and yeah, comic I books. love Spider-Man. So it's like that would be perfect for you. <laughs> So no, I go. need them to wear an Adam Brody face mask. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounded really creepy, though. But, like, don't it kill is. Adam I'm Brody. I'm so sorry, everyone. To, do, to, hap- to have that happen. <laughs> wow. Truly two icons. Um, My number two is a deep cut. Um, But I was just, like, scrolling through TV shows, and I was like, wow, really feeling this. Um. I picked Angela and Jordan Catalano from My So-Called Life, a.k.a. Claire Danes and Jared Leto. Um, wow. They, it's another, I went really angsty, actually, with this one, too, because, wow. Honestly, teenage Claire Danes really, like, and teenage Jared Leto, they, like, defined, like, teenage angst. Like, oh, my gosh, they're so dramatic but also in like a relatable teenage way I guess that's like the whole point of my so-called life is like it's really dramatic but it's the way that we all feel when we're teenagers is like such dramatic feelings all the time and they're just like they're just so good Jared Leto's so beautiful in that show and I just wanted to give them a shout out today I love it never watched it I guess I need to add it to the list. It's great. It's another one of those like one season classic shows. It's very Ugh. good. Love I those. should rewatch it. I actually I went through like a phase where I was watching it. It was like streaming somewhere in college and I got like obsessed with watching it again. Um because I'd seen the reruns. I feel like I remember being on the TV, but I was like very little when it was actually on cuz it's from like 94 or something. And then I watched it. They would show reruns of it on 
noggin canada <sighs> coming through for me again so noggin represent noggin Seriously. hive noggin hive rise up <laughs> <laughs> um but then it was streaming again and i watched it and it's just great so if it's streaming somewhere i should find that and watch that again it's so good yeah okay good to know and let me know if it is i will I can do my own research, too, but if you're already going to do it, I'll let you do it. <laughs> you know that I'll be so excited that I'll have to tell you. <laughs> yes, exactly. My number one teenage romance is Hannah and Caleb from Pretty Little Liars. They were... I took them out of my top three, actually. And just for the sake... I feel like I've I've talked about them before, and um, but... Now we get to talk about them again, and I'm really happy because <laughs> you they're wanted, amazing. <laughs> you wanted to give them a break of being couple goals, but I didn't want to give it to them. They don't deserve a break. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just feel like they are one of the most like mature couples that are shown on TV. Um, like they're still teenagers, but they are still like really honest and open with each other, and like totally themselves around each other, and like they are able to like handle um differences and like be there for each other in really intense circumstances and yeah i don't know totally it's kind of surprising but they do it yeah it's um they like actually communicate yeah couldn't have put it better myself and it's (laughs) they really they stand out on that show too because it's like they go through things like every character goes through like high high drama all the time mm-hmm. but it's not usually because of like them not being willing to communicate with each other which is like usually the drama in a couple uh storyline on a teen show it's like it's way more refreshing than like you would think yeah i agree love them who's your number one my number one i went with another newer couple um but i just was like i just love them dash and lily great answer thank you i just like um loved that show loved them they had plenty of the angst um that like keeps you invested in a teen couple Mm -hmm. but also it's like in the show you get to know them so well and um i just I love them so much. They are so cute. And I, lo- I love them too. And my mom actually watched Dash and Lily uh, not too long ago. And you know what? Shout out to her. She actually asked to be called a friend of the pod recently. And I was like, only if you earn Gladly. it. But she earned it because <laughs> she did watch Dash and Lily and liked it. So now I can talk about it. Well, love it. And honored to have her as a friend of the pod. Yes, me too. And now it's official. I guess it'll just depend <gasps> on if she listens to this episode to find out that she is a friend of the pod or not. That's the real test. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to have that be like a Christmas tradition. Me actually. too. That's a great, great thought. Um, yeah, that's my number one. Okay, great answers. Great conversation. Should we start out with To All the Boys, Always and Forever? Yeah, let's do it. 
Do you want to give a synopsis of where this one takes place? I would love to. Well, it's senior year for Laura Jean and Peter Kavinsky. And basically, they're deciding where to go to college. The plan initially is for them to go to the same college, both go to Stanford, which I was talking about this. It's like, it's literally always Stanford in like every show. Good point. Um, and not to spoil anything, but maybe she'll go to a different college. Who knows what she's going to do? And it's basically about like deciding what the future holds for her relationship and for herself. Yeah, I agree with the Stanford thing. Like, is that just like quintessential school that everybody wants to get into I guess well it's interesting because I feel like it's often like the boyfriend school like the one they're gonna follow their boyfriend to and I also feel like it's Mm -hmm. often Stanford is like the humdrum school and then (laughs) NYU is always like the follow your dreams school you know so it's just like it's just so funny and um my roommate has read these books and in the books it's actually all like none of those schools it's like similar plot lines but it's all different schools so it's like they chose stanford and nyu um which makes sense because like they're completely on opposite sides of the country and stuff but it's just like it's just funny i just feel like it's like always those two schools well and i also felt like they kind of created stanford to sound like it was something like nearby Mm because like part of like they were even it wasn't even just that it was like both of them going there together it was also that it was like by the family because one of the things was like she was mad at her sister for going so far away but like they live in Oregon and like I think it's kind of close to where Stanford is but it's not like it's like in the same state or city or you know yeah true it's not like well that was another thing when I was watching I was like where do they live again I forgot at first that they live up in Portland um and I was like are they like in LA or something like is it like somewhere in California but no so it's I literally like, only knew it was Oregon because they showed that map of the plane landing in Oregon <laughs> those maps are so helpful but I guess I was they really are. away or something but I like couldn't remember where they <laughs> live because it does seem like the whole point is that she can still be near I mean it's definitely closer to her family obviously but it's not like yeah, it's still out of state. So that was that yeah. was kind of confusing. Um, how did you feel about the movie overall? Overall, I liked this one a lot better than I liked the second one. Same. Big same. I still don't I still don't I'm glad. I'm glad we're on the same page. I still don't know if it lives up to the like the first one. And I think it might just be because the first one was like new and we hadn't seen like a cute rom com for like such a long time. Mm-hmm. Um but I still had a fun time watching it and thought it was, like, less of an annoying story than the second one. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I just think we gave – I think we put too much weight on Noah's shoulders too soon. And, like, he just is not that good at acting. <laughs> yes. Couldn't agree more. Like, I just – the whole time I was just, like, something feels off about him. Like, I – like, I, I think this show is trying to tell me that I can, like, trust that he really is, like, a good boyfriend. 
But there's always something in the back of my mind, like, is he going to do something bad? Like, I'm confused. Like, there's, like, this feeling that I don't think I'm supposed to feel, but I think it's just because he's not that great at acting. Mm -hmm. That, like, I don't fully believe him. And, like, that is what we were saying, like, the whole movie. We didn't know anything about him at all in the first movie. And he was super charming. And part of his character, I guess, in the first movie is that it's like he is kind of this cool guy. Like Laura Jean doesn't really trust him. You know, like it all just kind of worked. Mm -hmm. And he was like really charming in the first one. And I feel like I haven't felt charm from him in anything since the first movie. And I don't think it's necessarily only because I don't really like him as a person anymore. Um, Just because he's like annoying and like kind of dumb. In real life, it's so it seems. Um, but like I was rewatching the. F- I told my my dad who loved Dash and Lily, another friend of the pod, um, our parents. <laughs> um, he since he loved Dash and Lily, I was like, you gotta watch To All the Boys I Loved Before. You'll love it. And I was watching like the first half of that with him, and I was like, yeah, this is good. And like Noah Centineo is good. I'm loving Peter Kavinsky in this one. And then mm-hmm. and so it wasn't like he has been totally tainted it's like the first one was just good and like this one i agree i that's good to know yeah i i did not love the second one at all that's i think the weakest of this trilogy this one i liked a lot more than two but yeah it still just can't add up to the first one in my opinion either yeah and so i just i'm glad that this was the last one and that it's just ending but it was still cute and fun I obviously loved the um, Sex in the City Aiden mm-hmm. overlap. <laughs> that was just like a bonus for me personally. <laughs> yeah, I, it's such um, good timing. Um, that to see him have a happy life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I um, I was saying actually, I was like, wow, what if the Sex in the City reboot is actually just Laura Jean going to New York? And she's Aiden's daughter. <laughs> That's what I think would be better than like trying to reboot with all the same characters and stuff. Um, and speaking of him, Good I idea. found his new relationship with his new fiance, their neighbor. I was like, wow, mm-hmm. this is the best relationship in the series. They are like hot, middle-aged couple. They found love like later in life post tragedy in the family you know and I was like wow (laughs) they are awesome and you could maybe find like a hot dad out there to marry telling yeah that's where we're at right now looking for hot dads (laughs) (laughs) I mean you have to be hot she's so pretty the the new fiance but like drop dead but like we're pretty and we could find some hot dad Aiden style (laughs) I don't know. So that that was for me the best couple in the movie by far. And yeah, I like it. I yeah. agree. And I feel like her family is always a great like core of these movies, you know. They're very enjoyable. Um So yeah, I still loved them. And I and I love Laura Jean. She I love her character too. Yeah, me too. She did great. Yeah. Um That's basically I did cry at the end. I have a note in here that said, am I crying? So I guess I cried. <laughs> so it still pulled at my heartstrings. And yeah, 
that's all I really have to say about it. Did you have anything else? No, nothing. Um, that is a good segue into the other movie, though, because the map of tiny perfect things did make me cry, like kind of a lot at the end. Wow, I was just like really invested in the how that ending. Yeah, I think I I think I cried too. I I guess I blocked my whole weekend out because I. <laughs> clearly can't even remember but yeah i think i cried in that one too so you're not alone okay good so what were your overall feelings on the map of tiny of tiny perfect things um (laughs) t-m-o-t-p-t that's even harder than the actual (laughs) title um so bad overall um i liked it i thought it was good um i think that of all of Lately, out of all the like the streaming original movies, it's probably one of the ones I've liked the best. Um, I don't think it's a spoiler to say that this is like a Groundhog's Day story. Um, no, other times that could be a spoiler, but in this one, I don't. They reveal it really fast. Um, and it's kind of like the draw of the movie um, is that it's like a spin on that. Um, and I, I actually really tend to enjoy plot lines like that in movies. Um like when I kind of think of all the ones that I've seen, I've liked them all, I think. Um, but I thought that both the two leads were like very cute and charming at first. Like I was, I started getting a little bit bugged because I was like, um, and I feel like it saved it by the end for me, but I was kind of like, I would like to see a movie where the female character is the narrator and the boy character Mm -hmm. is the one that's like mysterious and aloof and like putting the girl in the friend zone because like that happens to girls all the time too you know Mm -hmm. and um I I just feel I would like to see that but then I do feel like by that was before kind of there's like a twist and I was kind of like oh okay like even though I would still like to see it more from the female perspective I was like okay I didn't really guess that this was where it was going and these are legitimate complications for the character, you know? And so it, it mm-hmm. saved it by the end for me. And it was, um, I was, I was really bought into the emotion and I liked the message a lot. And, um, I thought I had fun watching it. I thought like their antics, um, throughout living their like time loop days were like enjoyable and stuff. And so, yeah, I liked it. I thought it was good. Yeah, I agree. I had the same thoughts about wanting it from like a female's perspective. And I still felt a little bit like I wanted more. We still never really knew much about her background other than we do find out like that she was like dealing with some um, unfortunate home life situations. But like that's kind of all. We don't really know anything else about her. (laughs) And so like I do wish that we could have gotten that. Um, the female main lead is played by Catherine Newton and, um, I thought she was really great. I thought she was really fun. She's really cute. Love her in Big Little Lies. And I thought it was fun to see her as like a lead. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy I had never seen, his name's Kyle Allen. And he reminded me a lot of the guy in Sex Education, actually. I thought it was him for a second. Oh my gosh. I never thought of that, but you're totally right. He was, 
I he was reminding me of someone else too. He was reminding me of like a young Ryan O'Neill who's the lead in What's Up Doc with like Barbara Streisand. Um hmm. like a baby version of him. Um but wow, that is a, such a spot on comparison to that guy. The guy from who's like an Emma, Thank you. right? Yeah. yeah. Oh yes. my gosh. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's so genius. I know, and I was like, wow, his English, his American <laughs> accent is really good. He really looks so much like him. And it's also, I feel like he's, um, like, just a little bit cuter than that guy, too. So it's like, wow, he, like, looks great. Yeah. But they look like they could be twins. Yeah. Wow, that is wild. Um, but I, I'm looking at him right now on um, Letterboxd, and apparently he was a, like, dancer with the San Francisco Ballet. <gasps> You can totally and, tell. Yeah, he did like classical ballet and acrobatics. And they definitely use his abilities in the show, which is fun. That's very fun. Wow. I am so happy to have learned that. I know. Um Yeah, I enjoyed the movie. I I tend to with these uh Groundhog Day movies, I can get a little like irritated. By like the repetitiveness, but I feel like they got over that really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I thought all of the side characters were fun and good, and um, yeah, it was like I feel like I haven't really seen like a teenage situation of this. Um, I guess is is Happy Death Day. I've never seen that, but is that a Groundhog Day situation? Mm-hmm. And it's. It's um it's like college so it is just about teen so yeah okay but i think this is the youngest um, version of a groundhog's day thing that i've ever seen that you've yeah. seen yeah i i enjoyed it. it it was fun it was a fun time watching it i wish i had more to say about it but i did not take notes on it because i watched it while i was in the bath on valentine's day <laughs> <laughs> and it was great yeah i feel like it's just kind of like a pleasant it's pretty lighthearted. like yeah i cried but it's like it wasn't um what is the word it's like it was just like lighthearted. um i would recommend it to like most people yeah i agree i feel like it covers a lot of um preferences and the majority of people would like it yeah yeah i agree that's all i'm trying to say i agree i feel like (laughs) i i i don't know what i'm trying to say either i agree with you (laughs) great love it when people agree yeah it was like harmless it didn't it didn't necessarily change my life like i don't think it's like this deserves awards but i think that it Mm -hmm. was um a great way to spend like a couple hours yeah i agree hour and a half actually it's only an hour and 38 minutes love it um okay well if you need some rom-coms there you go there very fun there you go and cute okay jordan who's your crush of the week um well we've talked about some good crushes i think i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with the lead of the map of oh my gosh I literally have to look it up. At <laughs> the map of tiny perfect things. Kyle Allen. Um, a lot of it. And before anyone questions me, he is 26. 
turning 27 this year. Wasn't going to question you. Thank you. He's actually 26. (laughs) Um, He's a grown man. And um, I have a crush on um, Brian O'Neill and What's Up Doc. And um, he was just really giving me those vibes so much. And I, I love that fact that he is like a ballerina. I know it's fun. And it really, yeah, I, that is that like knowing that is like so fun because there is so much like these like physical like jumps and like climbing trees and whatnot. And I'm like, wow, that's, that makes so much sense. And that is really fun trivia to me. So I'm really glad you shared that. (laughs) You're welcome. I thought it was good too. I love it. Um, okay. My crush of the week, I'm going to go with, um, Smith, Samantha's boyfriend from sex in the city. I feel like their relationship was like the healthiest relationship that was shown on all of sex in the city. And it was just like shocking because you wouldn't expect that of Samantha and you wouldn't expect that of like a male model type, Mm -hmm. but he was just like so cute and nice to her. And like, um, Again, I just feel like they had like a really open and honest relationship. Well, it took it took a while to get there, but like once they did, it was just like really special and cute and I just never would have expected Samantha to be the one to end up in a relationship that I was like envious of. Mm-hmm. And she did. So, yeah, and they Way to go, Smith. They actually yeah, they like had to overcome a lot of stuff too. Like yeah. she goes through cancer and like he's there for her yeah and he even like seeks out therapy about it like I was just like very shocked by it all well um I hope all of you felt had a happy valentine's day and president's day (laughs) this week and um felt the love let us know if you watched either of these movies what you thought what you felt we love to hear it and with that i say goodbye bye